if we keep going at the pace that we're going today, Josh, not only are we going to have that appreciation rate actually continue on, but these buyers are paying over appraised value right now. I mean, shit, we have buyers that are looking at $400,000 houses and paying $450,000, $460,000, waiving their appraisal contingencies, coming in with the additional cash because the market is so hot and we have so little supply that they don't have a choice. They're competing against 20 25 other offers at any given time on every single property. Okay. So let's say this makes sense. I live in Memphis, Tennessee or Wichita, Kansas or Carlsbad, California or Rockford, Illinois. I come into Maricopa County. I meet you in the East Valley. We go see a new construction builder. We decide we like this neighborhood. We write a contract on a house. We pick out everything we want to pick out and we just wait for them to build it. And as, as soon as it's close to being done, we list it. Yeah. That's it. So what you end up doing at the end is you double escrow. So you close on it. You still have to close on it. So you still have to qualify. You close on it. And then you sell it. Very same day. This is a podcast for those seeking financial prosperity. Welcome to the Ascension Ladder Podcast. I know I only have one listener. I'm talking to you right now. For our one listener, I'd like to introduce Elazar Madrano. Hey, what's up, Josh? Man, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Thank you for having me. Definitely. So Elazar, you're a real estate agent. I am. 18 years in. 18 years. Yeah. Okay. And you're, you're wearing a shirt that says buy, sell, invest. It's what we do. That's pretty awesome. I want to talk about the invest part. Absolutely. That's what we do here on the No Bullshit Radio Hour. You know, that's one of the things that, that separates us from your typical real estate agents that you could potentially find out there is we have a motto and it is buy, sell, and invest. So dear listener, as you know, this show is really about embracing a new belief system around money because frankly, the industry gets it completely wrong. If you're a high producer, that is. It's great for the mom and pops of the world. Maybe the Edward Jones office is right for them. Outstanding. No shot against Edward Jones. They do great work inside their two foot river just like every other company. But for the high producers in the world, man, you need something different. And if you've listened to any of my shows in the past, you know that real estate plays a big, big part of it. So one of the concepts that Elazar introduced me to is this idea of buying real estate in the East Valley of Arizona, in Maricopa County, buying a property and before it's even completed, like, like having a property built and before it's even completed, reselling it. Yeah. Tell me about that and tell it more eloquently than I just did. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> All right. When, when somebody's thinking about making a real estate investment, they're looking at a couple of different approaches, if you will. One way that people look at investing in real estate is buying a property to remodel, flip, and make cash quickly. We're talking about a turnaround of anywhere between three to six months. And what you're talking about there is like the typical buy and flip. Typical flip. This is what you see property typical, brothers doing. And, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's, there's a distressed property. You buy it, renovate it, sell it, make your profit, move on to your next project, which is great. I mean, it's definitely something that, that works. We've done quite a bit of it and we'll continue to do so, but that's only one option. 
Another option that people don't realize, especially right now in the real estate market that we have in Arizona, it's, it's, it's booming. It's, it's a unbelievable. great market to be in. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, I've been in the business since 2003. I rode the wave before we had, you know, the fallout that we had in 2008, 2009. And that was a great market to be in, in 05, 06, 07. Well, the market today is even better than that. We have a tremendous amount of demand, true demand for buyers that are looking to make a move, buy their next home, first home, whatever it might be. And we just can't keep houses on the market. So what that means to investors is that they need to look at every single option available to be able to make some moves to make more money. Anytime you're buying real estate, whether you're buying it for your primary residence or something or for an investment, it's always an investment, no matter what. Your primary residence is going to appreciate in value. At Ideally. Least, at least that's what we're Ideally. seeing, right? At some point <laughs> that, that, that can change. But at the end of the day, looking historically, real estate always bounces back. Now, today's market is just stronger than what you would normally see in a typical real estate market. So when we start talking about buying a new build, new build construction, new build construction these days takes anywhere between eight to 10, 11 months to complete. So let's give you an example. In the East Valley, you come out to Queen Creek, Gilbert, Mesa, any of these areas out in the East Valley, Santan Valley, you can buy a home with one of the builders out here, which Taylor Morrison, one of the best builders that you can get into out here, Lennar, Richmond American. I mean, all big names, at least here in Arizona. You lock in a house, you, you go in, you pick out your lot, you pick out your model, you get to choose what you want in this house, and it's all new. There's nothing that you need to do to this home when it's completed to rent it out, move into, or sell it. Now, here's the best part about it. You lock in today's pricing. So if you're buying a $500,000 house, you pay $500,000 today. Well, the way you that the you contract for 500000 you don't even have to pay it yet. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Contract for 500000 Put your earnest money down. You don't even have to worry about getting your qualification. Well, you, you do your qualification, you get your pre-approval, but you, everything's done towards the end of the build. So we're talking about seven, eight months down the road. When you truly have to have all your ducks in a row, make sure all your paperwork's submitted so you can finalize the purchase. But you lock in a price today. You write the contract. They start building your new home or your new investment property. Well, we're seeing appreciation in the state of Arizona right now in Maricopa County and parts of Pinal that appreciation rates anywhere between 17 to 20% expected for 2021, 17 to 20%. It's $100,000 in less than a year. So we start talking about these flips, right? That investors like to do more than one project. Well, why not lock in a couple of new built properties today, let them run their course, and let that appreciation happen while you're doing additional investment opportunities like flips, like different things that you could do with multifamily and things that we can talk about at a later time. But it's a, it's a great strategy. One, you only lock in a fraction 
of what you need in cash to close on this property. And that's your earnest deposit. Which is typically how much? About five to 10,000. So think about that. You put down five to $10,000 today to make 100,000 in less than a year. Wait a second. What's that return? You tell me, Mr. <laughs> Financial Advisor. <laughs> well, fees aside, I believe that's 10X. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing you say is that I could put a contract in on a new construction house in the East Valley, put my $10,000 down, wait for them to build it, and then what? And then you turn around and sell it. And you sell it right away. And that's it. A completed house. Yeah. A brand new house. Brand new house where if we keep going at the pace that we're going today, Josh, not only are we going to have that appreciation rate actually continue on, but these buyers are paying over appraised value right now. I mean, shit, we have buyers that are looking at $400,000 houses and paying $450,000, $460,000, waiving their appraisal contingencies, coming in with the additional cash because the market is so hot and we have so little supply that they don't have a choice. They're competing against 20, 25 other offers at any given time on every single property. Okay. So let's say this makes sense. Uh, I come to, I live in Memphis, Tennessee or Wichita, Kansas or Carlsbad, California or Rockford, Illinois, whatever, wherever you live. I come into Maricopa County. I meet you in the East Valley. We go see a new construction builder. We decide we like this neighborhood. We write a contract on a house. We pick out everything we want to pick out and we just wait for them to build it. And as, as soon as it's close to being done, we list it. Yeah. That's it. So what you end up doing at the end is you, we used to call it a double escrow. When we did this back in 06, 07, when investors would come in and pick up 20, 25 properties at a time and they would double escrow it. So you close on it. You still have to close on it. So you still have to qualify either with regular financing. We have hard money financing options as well. If you ran into a snag and you couldn't get your financing for whatever reason, we got you covered. So you close on it and then you sell it very same day. Okay. So what are the, uh, what are the obstacles in my industry? Everything has to be fair and balanced, right? <laughs> There's no such thing as a perfect investment. Sure. I don't believe in get rich quick. I don't believe in any of that crap, but I do believe there are strategies people are doing that the rest of the world just doesn't seem to know about. And mm -hmm. I feel like this is one of them. This is one of them. Mm -hmm. There's others that we can go into, uh, in more detail at a later time as well, but the obstacles that you're going to run into with new build construction, one, you are banking on the fact that the market's going to continue to go up, right? Mm -hmm. Appreciation is going to be at that 17 to 20%, whatever it ends up being. If there's a market shift, then you're at risk. What are you at risk of? Your earnest money. And that's if you decide to walk away. That's if you walk away. Okay, wait, wait. So you're telling me I put 10 grand down. The worst case scenario is you walk away losing 10,000 bucks. If that, I mean, what if, if we're not looking at 17 to 20% appreciation. Yeah. You could worst case scenario, you lose your 10 grand. There are like four different varying degrees of risk inside there. You could, you could keep the house and rent it out. You could, you could keep the house and VRBO it. You could, or Airbnb, it. which is a whole nother strategy. And that's going to be a whole episode. Oh yeah. We talked about that earlier. I'm excited to talk about that on the show because it's unbelievable. Okay. So we bought a house here in Queen Creek. We're standing in my podcast studio right now in the house in Queen Creek. That I sold you. That you sold me. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so I've gotten to know a lot of my neighbors. And I can tell you two things. One neighbor in particular, 
bought his house six months ago and he just went into refinance. Yeah. And his appraisal came back $118,000 more than he paid for it. Yeah. Six months ago. Oh yeah. Okay. That's crazy. And he, it's not like he put a pool in yet. His yard still hasn't been done. Because what happens in a new construction subdivision like this is the builder by himself is con- by themselves are continually adding price increases. That's correct. So the way that builders are doing it now, there's so much demand. We have under 4,000 single family homes available in the market right now for buyers to look at. That's one house for every 14 buyers out there. Holy cow. We're supposed to typically year over year, if you look at historical data, we should have anywhere between 18 to 20,000 listings active right now. We have less than 4,000. So what builders are doing is they're going to a different approach. They're releasing less lots at any given time. So let's say the builder has 15 lots ready to go. They release three to four in March. And whatever the price point was in February, they'll have a price increase in March. We've seen price increases anywhere from 5,000 to 25,000 in a 30 day span. 30 day span. Yeah. So they're contributing, obviously, to these prices going up, continuing to see that appreciation, but we're seeing the rest of the market follow. And we're seeing these buyers that are coming in with, no other choice but to pay more than what that appraised value comes in at so that value continues to go up. So it's, it's a scary thought for sure. I mean, if you're an investor and you're thinking about it, you're like, okay, when's, that, when's it going to pop? What's going to happen? That was my next question. There's got to be headwind to it. So think about this. We just talked about supply. There's a, a lot of things that can happen, but two big things that could potentially happen that could impact the market in Arizona. One, interest rates can go up. So once interest rates start going up, because we're at the lowest levels we've seen, we've been at the lowest levels we've seen for so long. I feel like we've been having that same conversation for 10 years. Absolutely. So interesting story. I was a real estate agent. You knew this. Yeah. Most of our listeners, our one listener, I mean, knew knew this. (laughs) I was a real estate agent prior to becoming a financial advisor. And I was a real estate agent for eight years. And during that eight year time, I remember sitting down talking to a woman who bought a house like, I don't know, nine years prior. And we were talking about different options and she told me about her mortgage and she told me her mortgage was at 5%. And at the time, prevailing interest rates were like 7.8. And I thought 5%, that's crazy. It'll never get that good again. Yeah. And then it hit 5%. Yeah. And everyone panicked and bought. And then 2008 hit and it hit 4%. Mm -hmm. Credit markets were completely frozen solid for about two and a half years. It it felt like 20 years. It was about (laughs) two and a half years where it was just really tough. But on the other side of that, the things that happened in 2008, the no income, no assets, none of that stuff really exists now, right? None of it. That's the difference between the two markets. This is true demand. Buyers that can actually qualify for the loans that they're being lent by these institutions. So that real estate bubble that we hear about, it could certainly still happen but not for the same reasons that happened in 2008. That's correct. So the first thing that we're going to see is we're going to see one of two things. We're going to see interest rates go up, which could level off demand a little bit. But think about what we just talked about five minutes ago. We have one house for every 14 buyers. Interest rates go up by a point. 
They go from 2.75 to 3.75. We lose half of our buyers. We still don't have enough supply. So let's let's take another variable that could potentially happen. We have uh, moratoriums on people that are behind on their payments right now. The government's kind of extending those timeframes, trying to give them some time to catch back up. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been ongoing for a year now. The 14-day flatten the curve, that's a year long now? Yeah, exactly. So it's, and it's continuing on. Like the moratorium is, uh, I think, through the summer now. So that's going to catch up to us. At some point, people are going to have to figure out if they're going to be able to refinance their homes. This is another conversation. We might even be able to get Ryan Whalen in here with Nova Home Loans to talk about how... That's a plug, man. That's a shameless plug. <laughs> a little shameless to somebody that I value and I know will bring knowledge to this this podcast. I've actually already reached out to him. I'm interested in bringing him in. I think the three of us would have a nice, a fun time. I agree. Conversation. Yep. So, so that moratorium is going to go away. What people don't realize is they keep not making those payments. They're going to have to qualify at some point. So they're taking that money. There's some people that are taking that money that they're not paying towards their mortgage. They're buying toys. They're doing different things. They're going on vacations and they're adding to their debt. So now their debt to income ratios are going to be out of whack when they have to modify their loans. Those people are going to be in trouble. And again, that's another episode, but that can happen. We can have a wave of foreclosures, but because supply is so low, it's just going to be sucked right up in the market. Let's say we don't have 17% appreciation by the end of the year. We only have 10. Worst case scenario, you're making 50 grand. You get your 10,000 back, you sell, and you make a little bit of a profit. 5X, 500%. Yeah. 500% instead of 1,000%. Yeah. So think about it. Like that's a real scenario that could happen. So let's talk about interest rates for a second. In order for the Fed to raise interest rates, I think we have, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of headroom here. Yeah, we're expecting another 18 months to two years of where we are. And that's expect, obviously things can change. And markets can shift. So that's, that's the risk that you bear investing in real estate, just like in anything else. But I'll throw something out there. Let's say today you have 50 grand, $50,000 of disposable income that you want to put somewhere. Will you invest in Bitcoin? Will you invest in the stock market? Or would you consider investing in real estate? It's a great question. Can I answer it? Sure. <laughs> okay. So financial advisor at my core, at my core. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's start with Bitcoin. Bitcoin has its own gauntlet of pros and cons all by itself. Here's my reluctance to participate in something like Bitcoin as an investment. There's no intrinsic value. Plain and simple. When you buy stock in a company like IBM, do you believe that IBM is going to be worth more as a company because it creates a new Surface Pro. That's Microsoft, but it creates a new IBM pad. It creates a new technology, whatever else it is, it creates something new. How does Bitcoin function? Bitcoin is this against that. You're buying Bitcoin against the US dollar. So if you believe that the US dollar is going down in value against Bitcoin and you buy Bitcoin, you're going to be making money. If you believe the opposite, the opposite is true. But what controls that? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's social media, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm right there with you, Josh. I, I can't see 
that the value of Bitcoin. And I, we that we can go down yeah, that. That's road. a whole that's a whole different world. That's a whole different world. <laughs> but that's the question, right? Like, do you, do you invest in something like Bitcoin that's you know completely different than what we've seen ever? Do you invest in your in your typical stock market, which is always, I mean, the market's strong as can be, or or do you invest in a hard asset like real estate? For me, the answer is both of the second two, and for different reasons and with different expectations. Think about it this way. If you put $50,000 into a new construction home, that's just the money that you're leveraging a $500,000 asset. Look, you're still listening. That means that what we're saying is resonating with you. You're actually feeling the things that we're saying. It means that deep down, you know that you're not getting what you want from the tax planning or the financial advice that you're getting. That's a good thing. It means that you want more than what everyone else settles for. Go to summitmapsequence.com right now and watch a free short video to learn about the exact sequence that we use to help our clients substantially improve their net worth and collapse the time that it takes to do it. That's summitmapsequence.com. The link is also in the description. Back to the show. So when we start looking at appreciation of the asset, we're looking at appreciation at 500,000, not 50. Leverage, baby. Yes. Same scenario. Let's say the stock market is returning 10% per year and real estate is on average returning 10% for the same 10 years. And I have $100,000. Yep. And I cut that $100,000 in half. I put $50,000 in the stock market. I make my 10% per year and I put $50,000 into this house and I make 10% per year. The dollar amount that I'm going to have at the end of that 10 years surrounding the house is, is going to be drastically better Yeah, because I've leveraged it. I've That's used correct. the bank's money. Yes. That's leverage. Leverage is the fourth rung of the ascension ladder. It's the fourth rung of the ascension ladder. It's, it's actually the fourth and the eighth because we do it two different ways. The first one is exactly what we just talked about. The second one is a, another whole episode. And I can't wait to have that guest on. Yeah. Teaser, spoiler alert, not, not spoiler alert, but teaser. That's going to be a great episode. Understanding how that process works is unreal. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely, uh, we, there's buy and hold strategies for real estate as well. Those are probably bullshit. Yeah. Those are bullshit. They could be depending on the investor, right? Bullshit. Bullshit. We live in a land of leverage. On this show, we live in a land of leverage. Buy yes. and holds for dogs. It's not, it's not for us. But if you're leveraging your buy and hold properties, if you're putting, if you've got 500 grand and you're putting 50,000 into 10 mm-hmm. and you're holding those 10 and now each one of those is continuing to appreciate for the actual value of the asset, not the leverage. So, okay. So let's go down this path. Thanks for bringing it up. Let's yeah. go down this path. And this is going to benefit you by the way, cause you get paid for selling houses. <laughs> All right. But let's just for a minute, let's just take out, let's just take fees out for just a second. And let's say, okay, I'm going to buy a $500,000 house. I'm going to come to queen Creek. I'm going to hook up with you. You're going to help me buy this house. You're going to help me decipher what finishes I should have and what I shouldn't bother with because Arizona is a very different place from everywhere else. So you're going to figure this stuff out for me. We're going to pick the right house. We're going to put money down on it. I'm going to put $10,000 down and let's say I have to close on it. Okay. Let's say I have to keep it for a year Yep. and I get 20%. So I, so excluding the time that I get to earn appreciation while I'm under contract, just from the time I buy it for one year, I get 20%. Mm -hmm. 
So $500,000 house, non-owner occupied. What am I putting down? You said 10,000. So, so 10 for the earnest money. Oh, 10 for earnest. So, so you, we're talking about investment, right? So we're looking 20%. 20%. So a hundred thousand dollars down all in because yeah. your earnest money goes toward that. Yeah. So earnest money's 10, then 90,000 all in hundred thousand dollars down fees aside. My $500,000 house grows by 20% in one year. We're at $600,000 and I sell my house after one year fees aside, I've got $200,000. Yeah. And I use that $200,000 to buy two more new construction houses. Yes. Yes. How does that not make more sense than buying that first house and holding it for five years? Couldn't agree with you more. Definitely something that we can look at. It's a fantastic strategy. All right. Well, hey, man, thanks a ton for being here. Yeah, man. If you want to get in contact with Elazar or his group, you have to contact me. Everything has to go through me because I want to kick back on it. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. For all those regulators that are listening, I'm highly aware, or at least I believe that that's illegal and we never participate in such things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I can't thank you enough for being here, man. Looking forward to great success in the future. Absolutely, brother. Thank you for having me. For more information, check out our website, ascensionletter.com and apply for an appointment to see if what we talk about is right for you. These materials are created and intended to provide background assistance and education and no recommendation regarding the purchase or sale of any security as made, intended, or should be implied by these materials. Real estate investments involve risks and are sensitive to factors such as changes to real estate values, property taxes, and interest rates. Stock prices fluctuate, sometimes rapidly and dramatically, due to factors affecting individual companies, particular industries or sectors, or general market conditions. Bond prices can fluctuate, like the value of any other investment. This is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment or tax advice. Data and analysis do not represent the expected future performance of any investment product or strategy. Securities and advisory services offered through Harbor Investments Incorporated, member SIPC. Harbor Investments Incorporated does not offer tax services. Thank you.